Hello everybody, this is LaDonna Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me here at People Are Talking. I'm going to bring you a short love story. I hope you enjoy it. Today is June 10th, 2023. And thank you for joining me again. It was springtime in San Francisco, California. Annalise had completed her week at the bank. Annalise was a branch manager where she worked. It was a Friday evening and she said goodbye to all of her employees and they locked up everything, put everything away, told each other to be safe and have a nice weekend. Annalise was on her way home. She got in a car and she started on her way. She stopped at the store in the corner and got her a nice cold bottle of wine to go with her meal that she had already prepared the night before. She got the bottle and she turned on her favorite radio station on iHeartRadio. She was driving and she just was relaxing. She had the window cracked, the top, the sun let the wind blow and get some really nice fresh air. While she was driving, she heard a record that reminded her of her ex-husband, Stephen. Annalise had recently divorced a year prior. She was 35 year old. Stephen was her childhood sweetheart. They were kids together. They went through school together. And they ended up marrying one another. They were each other's first love. As time went on, they were not, they grew apart. And they agreed, mutually agreed, that they would separate. There had no children involved. She had no children. She didn't even have her animal, but she had a bowl of goldfish. She had decided she wanted to get her career up and running and stable. Well, she had succeeded in doing that. Getting her career up and running and selling down. She even had her own house. She had a condominium. She was very responsible. All of the things that she planned, she planned, she had them. However, at this point, she was starting to feel a little lonely. She felt as though the clock was ticking on her. She still wanted a family. She realized she wanted kids. She didn't want to wait too late so she made it in she had her nice dinner with her glass of wine she turned on the television she was one of the current in the events that was going on in her city in the state around the world it was very important to know what's going on in your world something's going on right in your city and you need to know and most of us don't want to hear, but it's important we need to know. 
So she'd watch her television. She called her mom, talked with her mom, let her mom know she'd made it in okay. They had an agreement, so she lived alone. Her mom was concerned about her safety. She talked with her mom and dad and her brother, Christopher. Christopher was 20 years old. He still lived at home with his parents. Every other weekend, Annalise would go drive up to San Rafael where her parents lived and spend the weekend with them. It was her weekend to go up, drive up. She turned in for the night. She got up early. She did her morning run early. She returned home and showered and changed. She called her mom and told her mom she was on her way. She asked her if anyone needed anything on the way. Her mom said, no, just be safe. So she got in her car. She stopped again at the store by her house, picked up a few things, and she remembered her brother liked certain items. She got those too. Once again, she put on her favorite music and she was listening to her favorite music. And before she knew it, she had tears streaming down her face. She didn't even know she was crying. When she made it to her mom and dad's, she hugged everybody, everybody welcomed her and kissed. And Annalise, Mom, Marion, she she made her way over to her on the sofa and she says she grabbed her hand and says, Sweetheart, come with me in the kitchen. Help me in the kitchen with dinner. And she says, Oh, okay. Her mom rarely asked her that. Her mom was concerned about her. She knows her. When she made it in the kitchen she says, Honey, you can talk to me anytime. She said, what do you mean? What's the matter, Mom? She said, no, I know you, Annalise. Is something on bothering you? And we can talk while we're doing, you know, you can help me with dinner. We can talk and your dad will never know the difference. She says, well, you know, I, I'm kind of starting to feel lonely. I've been hearing this music. It's reminding me of Stephen. And, you know, I realize now I have everything, the things that I wanted to accomplish. But I want a family. I want to start a family. I want to give you grandchildren. She says, okay. She said, see there, but it was, that was easy, right? She says, listen, if you think you're ready, hey, you know, you have to put yourself out there. She says, mom, I wouldn't even know where to start. Steven has been my only relationship. And we grew up together. And things are different now. See, Mom says, I understand. But, you know, life goes on and you're young and you're going to have to. There's no other way around it. If you want a family, you have to get a husband. She says, you're right. So she says, no, you know, get going, girl, you know. You're one of those go-getters. I raised a go-getter. So they talk. You know, laughed about it, and they finished dinner. They prepared dinner. Everyone sat down and ate. They watched a movie together. Everyone did. And they decided they would turn in early. They turned in early. Everyone got up the next morning. 
they decided they would have a picnic. They had they prepared everything for the picnic and they all loaded up in the car, the SUV, dads, and they went to the park. The picnic it was so pretty and beautiful. She noticed all the people there, the couples, the families. You know, they had the dogs also out. Once again, she was reminded of how she's alone now. So everyone was just relaxing, enjoying everyone, watching everyone enjoy their evening, their Saturday afternoon at the park. When all of a sudden, Annalise and her mom looked up and there was Carmen, Annalise's girlfriend, that's also childhood friend, that she went to school with as a kid. She came over with her male friend and she introduced him. He said, hello everybody. This is Mark and Annalise and your mom if you like. We engaged, we're gonna get married. We set a date for the wedding. And we want to invite you. We want to let you know. See so if you'd like to come, we'll send you an RSVP. Annalise, of course, and her mom and dad and everyone, Steven, um, Christopher, her brother, they congratulated her, told her, yes, sure, we'd like to come. So she said, well, you'll be hearing from me soon. I'll be sending you the invitation. And she says, okay, thank you. And the fiancé said, thank you. And have a great evening. And they went back to their area. Well, Annalise's mom looked at her and she says, okay. She says, mom, I just, I'm going to be okay. She says, are you going to be okay? I'll go with you, of course. She said, okay, thank you. And she says, mom, it's like everything now is reminding me of how you know, I'm alone and time is ticking and everyone's moving on. She says, yes, dear, that's how life is. So she says, okay, well, I can maybe, you know, take Christopher with me. He can come with us and then he can be my date for that, <laughs> for that cage. Christopher said, yeah, that sounds cool, sis. Yes, I like that. Maybe some cute girls there. The dad laughed. So everybody, it was getting cool and the sun was going down. They decided to wrap it up. They wrapped up everything, put everything away, and they headed home. They made it in, everybody. Put everything away. They decided to watch the news and catch up on the day's events and maybe watch one movie. Because it was Saturday, of course, Saturday night. So, they watched the movie. Mom and Annalise talked, discussed the upcoming wedding. How she's happy for her friend, but she's, it's going to be difficult going to a wedding since her recent divorce. But her mom said, you know, who knows? Dear, you might be somebody there. She says, I'm not looking. I'm not going to look. I'm going to pray on it and put it in God's hands. And Mom said, yes. But, you know, don't, you know, do your part also, of course. <laughs> and she says, yes, Mom, I understand. So everyone, 
after the mass movie, they retired, decided to retire and go to bed for the night. The next day was Sunday, and they went to church. Mom and Dad belonged to a church, and Annalise also grew up in the church also. And they all went to church that next morning. After church, they came home, and they had a nice early dinner, and everybody just lounged around. So it was almost time for Annalise to go back home because she had to work the next morning. She decided she forgot. Oh, Mom, I forgot. I'm going to take a vacation. Okay, I'm going to go in Monday and Tuesday, but then I'm going to take a week off. I'm only going to take one week. She had more time, but she only took one week. She says, okay. What are you going to do? You have plans? She says, no, I don't have plans. But, you know, just take it, you know, one day at a time. And I relax. She says, okay. Thanks for letting me know. So, she went to bed, got up the next day, went, went home that night, got up and went to work the next day. Everywhere, everything was same the day, Monday, Tuesday, nothing, nothing spectacular and new happened, exciting. So, Tuesday, she told everybody at work, have a good week, I'm going to be gone, of course, you know, and she had appointed someone, the assistant manager was going to be watching over the bank while she went back. Well... She got in her car and she headed home. She was driving. She was on the freeway, on the highway, playing about her business, listening to her favorite music as usual. When all of a sudden, the car started going really fast. However, she was not pushing on the accelerator. It's like, it started going, it got stuck, the, the accelerator pedal was just going down, and it was not, it, was, it wouldn't come back up. The car was going so fast, it started, it was just kind of gradually going up so fast, and it, she was on the freeway, and she didn't know what to do, she said, oh my God, what's wrong with this car, is something wrong with this car? And she tried to brake, to slow it down, and it wouldn't brake. So she said, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, God, what do I do, I don't know what to do. And it was so busy on the highway. So she had her cell phone, and she says, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't want to call my mom and dad and worry them, so I'll just call 911. So she picked up her cell phone, God, she said, God, thank you for me having my cell phone. I didn't forget it at work. She picked up her phone, and she dialed 911, and 911 operator came on. My one on my operator, what would you come over see? Oh my god, help me, I don't know what to do. I'm on the highway and my car is accelerating and will not slow down. The brakes are not working. I don't know what to do. What to stop it? So she says, Ma'am, where you look around, you look at the signs. Where are you on the freeway? What freeway are you on and where are you looking? So she looked up and she realized where she was at. And she told her where she was at on the freeway. 
She says, well, I will do, I will send the highway patrol. There's someone nearby. I will have a highway patrol come and help you. So the 911 operator suggested that she pull over. She says, ma'am, try your best to get over to the shoulder. Try and get over to the slow lane. Cut on your emergency lights. Let everybody know that you're having problems. She says, okay, and there's a highway patrol nearby. Hopefully he will be there soon. She says, okay, but can, she says, stay on the line with me. Stay on the line with me. I'll talk with you till he gets there. She says, okay. So she stayed on the line with him. She tried to get over. She put her lights on so people would know and they would be aware and go around. So people were nice. It wasn't really that many people on the highway at the time. And she was scared. She was praying. She says, okay. And the operator says, stay calm, ma'am. Please stay calm. You have to. It's going to be okay. She was talking to her, trying to calm her down. When all of a sudden she saw the highway patrol, there were two. Okay. They came. And she was so relieved. They were again coming through traffic. They had their lights on. People knew. <laughs> so the officer went. One officer was behind her. And one was in front of her. They wanted to protect her. And the other traffic motors from her. And vice versa. What they did. They have these strips. that they put down. Nail strips. That they throw down for people at times. When they're facing uh, someone. So the officer behind her, ahead of her, he, he threw down some strips out of, right, you know, behind him. He threw down some behind him, and quite a few, actually. And so she ran over them, and the car got on the flat, and it's slowed down gradually. Meanwhile, they stayed. They stayed, have her boxed in for safety. And he kind of guided her to the shoulder, to the, you know, off the road. And so she did that. She started pulling on the brakes and they actually started working again. And the car eventually stopped. And she just cut it off immediately. She put it in there. She turned it off. And it's like, oh my God, it was smoking. It was fairly new. It was only three years old. So the police officer, when they when they both came up, ma'am, they wanted to know, are you okay? Do you need any, you know, medical attention or anything? And she says, no, I'm just so nervous. I'm so nervous. So she let the 911 operator know that the highway patrol had made it. And then she said, thank you so much. And she hung up the phone with them. One of the officers says, I'm, I'm Officer Williams. And the other says, and I'm Officer Sims. And we're so sorry you had this problem, but we'll, 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 we'll see you through this. So she says, okay. And so one of the officers says, okay, you have it. Officer Sims decided to excuse himself since the other one was there and he was going to see her the rest of the way. She had, of course, she had real side insurance. 
She called the tow truck and had them come. They were going to take her car to her home for her. And she could ride with them. However, when they came, the officer was so concerned about her, he decided to follow her to her home in the tow truck to make sure she made it safely. So that's what he did. He followed her to her home and the tow truck driver brought her car and drive, put in her driveway and he was on his way. And Annalise was so grateful. She told the police, oh, sir, I'm so glad you didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. He said, yes, I did. I wanted to see this through and, you know, I'm so glad everything worked out. And he says, listen, you know, um, I, uh, I have a card. If you, anything, you know, if you ever need to, you know, something that happens or you can call me, you know. She says, oh, are you serious? Really? He said, yes, really. And then he, he says, you know, he walked, he said, you take care. He says, thank you so much again. He says, you're welcome again. So he turned and he walked away and he got to his car and he actually got in the car and she went in the house. And she said, don't call her mom and let her mom know. But she didn't want to worry her, but you let her know what happened. And her mom was so grateful for the, this officer. And she, looking out the window, and she realized that he was still sitting there. So she, she says, Mom, you know, he's still sitting outside. You know, she says, oh, wow, you know, maybe you should go ask him what's going, if he's okay or not. So she said, okay. So she went outside and she said, sir, are you okay? I noticed you were still outside. He said, yes, I am. But she said, well, what's the matter? He said, well, I've been sitting here trying to decide if I should ask you if you were married or not. I didn't want to violate you or disrespect for anything, but I think you're very beautiful and, I, you know, and you seem nice. And I just wanted to ask you, I was trying to decide if I should ask you that. She says, oh my God, are you serious? She said, yes. And then he says, are you married? She says, no, I'm divorced from it. It's been a year now. He says, oh. And well, she, he says, I've, uh, I'm divorced as well. I was married before and I'm divorced and I'm single right now. He says, listen, would you like to maybe have coffee one day or, you know, and talk and you know, meet with, I can come get you, you know, one of my off days. And she says, well, yeah, sure, of course. So she, of course, she gave her his, her information. He had already given her his card. And then he says, well, thank you. And she says, thank you again, and you have a nice safe evening, too. He says, thank you. And so he says, remember, in the meantime, if you want to, you feel free to call me. And so he left. She couldn't get back to the phone fast enough to call her mom. And her mom said, oh my God, that's it. She says, oh mom, come on, it's, we just exchanged numbers. No, that's it, I feel it. Needless to say, the two of them met for coffee. And then they had lunch and they had dinner and then they ended up having breakfast. And they ended up getting together. And they actually married and had two children. And 
that is my love story for the night. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and family. Be good to yourself. Also be good to someone else. And remember, Jesus loves you. Even if you don't know him or love him. Peace, everybody.